Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. And welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Stephen Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and tell us what times, dates, and locations that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it could be the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted by federal agents. Having said all that, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments as we go through the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the ministry, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So having said all that, if you would join your hearts with me in a word of prayer. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance take place in this, take place because of your, uh, in this time, in this place, because of your word, excuse me, your spirit and your love. Live big in me. Yes, I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus, reveal to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live 
in this present world, as you uh, cause us to know and awake us to the righteousness and that we would slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of your grace. That as we sojourn in the land of promise, because you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, again, this is uh, part four of prepared for the battle. And, you know, as we go from day to day um, in the situations and circumstances that are in front of us, I want you to know that you are the one that comes out on top. Uh, you don't have to be fearful or worried or any of those things uh, because you've been given a promise, and God watches over his word to perform it. Every promise that he's made, he is interested, able, and ready to bring it to pass. So if you're ready for the battle, that would mean that, that, that you've understood some things, that the devil cannot, as people would say today, uh, knock you off of your square. You will be the one that is, is going to be steadfast and unmovable. And as you're there, you're thinking about hearing to do the word of the Lord, being uh, prepared so that you can execute what are, whatever the, the, the uh, directions that God would give you. See, we have to be prepared to hear because we were prepared to win. You might want to write that down. That was just good as I heard it. We should be prepared to, to, to hear because you were made to be prepared to win. If you don't know the instruction, test might seem uh, a little bit uh, hard for you. But, see, we've been given an open book test. Come on, I remember some of them in you in school that the, that the teacher would give you all of the references and all of the answers that you needed to pass the test so that that made the test not a difficult test at all. But if we don't pay attention, if we don't listen, then we're still going to have problems with the victory, see, prepared for the battle. And, and just as a, a point of reference, remember what it says in 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 13. It says that um, God is he's faithful. Okay, let's just start, start there. Let's go to 10, 13. So, uh, uh, so that we can see it. First Corinthians um, 10, 13, so that we can just see what uh, God is saying to us in every situation, in every circumstance. See, it says that, it says, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, and will, with the temptation, make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Okay? So we, the first thing that we should know, that whenever there is anything that uh, is coming at you, coming against you, and, and if you think that, you know, sometimes people have said, you know, that this is more than I can bear. Well, unfortunately, when you say that, you are then calling God a liar, according to First Corinthians chapter uh, ten, verse thirteen. He says, "This is what you should know: that there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man." Another one of those things that we say is that nobody knows 
you know, how I feel, what I'm going through, okay? Again, he said there's no temptation taking you, but every temptation that you are facing is a common temptation, okay? And that's what we need to, to recognize. The devil does not have no, deep, there's nothing new under the sun, okay? And that's where we have been placed, under the sun. Both the, the celestial being, the, the, the thing in the sky, and under the, the authority of Christ Jesus, under the sun, okay? So if we would know that in our heart, then when the devil comes and tries to check the oil, okay, that's people say that's what he's doing, well, then he'll find that the oil is flowing. Amen. The oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. See, we, we have so many weapons that would cause victory that it's, it's not even funny. See? If, if we would begin to, to meditate on that, think about that, uh, put our heart in that position, let the overflow of the Word of God that's in you, the overflow of the Spirit of God that dwells in you, let that be the thing that comes up on you. That's why he, Jesus told us in uh, John chapter 7, he says that you have been given rivers of living water. Why? Because they're going to come up on you. Okay? They're going to come from the center of your being. Out of your bellies flow rivers of living water. It's going to come up on you. So when you are faced with anything, beloved, the first thing you should do is begin to pray in other tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he that prays in the Holy Ghost is building himself up. You are speaking mysteries. Okay? So so then that's what uh, God wants us to do. Instead of murmuring and complaining, belly aching, let's talk to God about it. Okay? He, he said in Psalms 46, he's the very present help in the time of trouble. So when you're going through, just so that we can get this in our thinking, when you're going through whatever it is, he's a very present help. Please, let's interpret that. A very present help is more impactful than just a present help. A present help might be like a statue, if you would, something that's not right with you step by step. But he said that he is a very present help in the time of trouble. See? So, again, let's remember that whatever we're facing, that there is no temptation that is, okay, so come on, let's look at this. He said, no temptation can take you, but such as is common to man. We're not even dealing with the attack, beloved. He said, so the attack comes, there has to be a temptation first. Mm, I hope you're getting this. The, the devil can't, he can't just beat you up just because he wants to, okay? That's not the way this works. The Bible says in First Peter that the devil seeks those that he can devour. He's running around checking the oil to see if you're going to believe God 
or if you're going to believe him. Amen. See, it's your choice. He, God gave us this from the very beginning. Deuteronomy chapter uh, 29, it, it, it says the same thing. I call heaven and earth to record against you this day. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You choose. Okay? So then if I choose to resist the devil, then the Bible says when we resist him, he will flee. See, I'm giving you uh, uh, steps. See, ready for the battle. These are your first steps. We we should not go to God um, bellyaching, murmuring, and complaining. Did it not tell us the best way to enter into his presence was with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise? And yet we find ourselves uh, uh, doing quite the opposite. We find ourselves murmuring, complaining, and fussing at God because of whatever we're facing, having not thought that we've been given the victory, that all of the things, every promise of God is yes and amen, yes and so be it. God doesn't talk in maybe. I just want you to, I'm speaking truth. God, every promise is, all of the promises of God are yes, and in him they are amen. So where do we get a maybe from? Where do we get a, 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 a construct of thinking that says God's not going to deliver me? He doesn't have that option anymore because he sent his word, and the word that was sent was a world that healed us. He didn't say he sent it to heal us. He said he sent his word and healed us. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you're, you're, you're noticing the subtle difference. See, if you're still thinking that maybe God will, then you haven't believed him yet. You're still trying to believe him. The ones that believe him are the ones he says all things are possible to him that believeth. See? So then if I'm questioning, I'm probably not believing yet. I might want to believe, and if that's the case, there is a scripture for that. Lord, help thou my unbelief. He's not mad because you haven't uh, come up to the place where you can walk in victory. If you are not understanding how, then pray the prayer, Lord, help my unbelief or remove my unbelief. Then the question, I guess, that would come up after that is how is God going to remove your unbelief? Did you catch that? Wow. When he said, Lord, help thou my unbelief, it was possessionary, wasn't it? That means it's also that it was optional. Come on, y'all. I hope you hear me. If it's mine, then it's optional. I can have or not have. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, I I call heaven and earth to record against you this day that I've set before you blessing and cursing, life and death. You 
choose. So you don't have to be in a situation that you don't like. You choose. Amen. See? That's the way it works. The kingdom of God is a vocal activation kingdom. Whatever you say, that's what you will have. Okay? Again, it's very simple principles. We've heard them, but we need to walk in them. See? He says, make sure you get it. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Wow. Notice, look at what's happening here. The temptation wants to do something. This scripture said, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. This scripture says that the temptation wants to take you, wants to move you. Okay, maybe maybe you didn't get that. When you got saved, you were made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and every name that was named, not only in this world, but that which is to come. All right, keep your finger right there, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 10. All right, go to the book of Ephesians. Okay, chapter 1. Okay, I just want you to see this, and we're going to deal with chapter 1 and chapter 2 right quick. These are things, I, I call them foundations, okay? Because if you don't know these things, then you don't have the, the, the first step of victory. The first step of victory is for you to know whose you are. I didn't say for you to know who you are. I said the first step of your victory is to know whose you are. Who do you belong to? Okay? Or what choice have you made? See, when you know the word of God, then you will know the will of God because the will of God is the word of God. And when you know the word of God and know the will of God, then you will know what you are supposed to receive or not receive, what you're supposed to reject or allow. You, 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 I called heaven and earth to record against you this day that I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You choose. Okay. Beloved, you don't have to go through anything you don't choose to go through, okay? And the reason that sometimes we don't even make the choice is because of ignorance. We think we don't have a choice. And that's what the devil did in the very beginning. He came to Adam, and he tried to get Adam to say, okay, this is not the will of God for me. Half. God said, so then all Adam would have to do, and and Eve went for the okey-doke, but Adam was right there going along with the okey-doke, okay? Because all Adam had to do was to check his wife and say, yes, God has said. And then even after that, if Adam had said, okay, we have sinned, forgive us, and restore us. 
that would have worked just as easily. See, because we read First John uh, chapter one verse nine, and we think that that's when it was uh, released. No, that was in God in the garden. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So then, First John one nine, if you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to cleanse you, to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. First John one nine was in God from the beginning, since He doesn't change. Same yesterday, today, and forever. See? So if Adam had just covered his wife and said, okay, we messed this up. Wait a minute. Let me get this right. Father, please forgive us for for doubting you. We now receive your love again, afresh, anew. It would have been over for the devil right there and right there. See? I need for you to know whose you are. See? When you know whose you are, then you also know what he will do to protect you, to deliver you, to inspire you so that you don't have to go through whatever the devil is trying to set up. Oh, come on now. You can, you, you can receive revelation, inspiration, and that inspiration will remove you from the frustration. Amen. See? God's people are destroyed for one reason, lack of knowledge. They don't know whose they are. See? I, I don't have to fight. I've been made more than a conqueror. I start from a different position, if you would. Watch this, Ephesians chapter 1. So I want to start, wow. See, this is a study opportunity. This is not just something that we try to to, to pick a verse and, and, and isolate that verse. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating here to try to get you to go and understand that the whole book of Ephesians is a book of promise for your victory, okay? And since it was already written before you got there, when you find the time to read it, your victory was already pre-assigned for you. There are steps that are preordained that you should walk in them, Okay? So um, let's look at this so that you can see it. I'm going to uh, uh, pull out certain scripture that is one, has one intention, and that is for you to know whose you are, okay? This is being prepared for the battle, okay? Because once you know whose you are, then you know you can see what his provision is. The word provision the word pro is the uh, prefix. It means to do in advance, pro. And then the vision is what's going to cause what was already ordained for you to be able to be walked out, walked in. Watch this, watch this. Starting at verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, notice, to the saints, Okay. So the will of God, that's good, sir. For the will of God, then, is going to be revealed to the saints 
by his word. I hope you see that. Okay? Paul is, is writing to show us what God said about our victory. Okay? And since all of the promises of God are yes and amen, God never said no to you, beloved. He put, uh, he called you record of heaven and earth to know what was set before you, life and death, blessing and cursing, you choose. So if, you, if you're living life with a no over your head, please remove it by making another choice. Life and death, blessing and cursing, you choose. And when you choose, according to Deuteronomy 30, 19, he says you'll choose for you and your seed after you. I mean, I hope you understand. God just took care of your distant tomorrow. Okay. I want you to see these things. I'm not just quoting them because they sound good to me. I'm, I'm stating them so that you can see them, so that you can function in them. Keep your fingers in Ephesians and in and 1 Corinthians. Let's go over to see what it said in Deuteronomy, okay? I need you to, to see this. Deuteronomy chapter 30, okay? And it's going to be um, verse 19, okay? So let's look at what he says in Deuteronomy 30, 19. Just turn there. It's highlighted in my Bible, underlined in my Bible, etched in my heart, okay? Because I, I'm going to, I want to be prepared for the battle, okay? I, I, I want to be able to sojourn in the land of promise, okay? I, I, I want to be able to, to impact change in my life by the word of God, okay? That, 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 he's invited me to that. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So that's basically what we're doing here, okay? We purpose to learn of him. I'm going to know whose I am. Deuteronomy chapter uh, 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. So you can't ever say you didn't know. I am, I am making my reference so that heaven and earth knows. So I call heaven and earth to record this, what I'm stating, that this is alive in the earth. I'm calling heaven and earth to record this so that either place you might be, heaven and earth, you can't go and tell God, you know, he didn't make provision. He is telling you right now, the earth knows, heaven knows, they have been made to record this. And what are they recording? That this day, I have done what? I've set before you life, which is first, okay? The devil don't get there first. God releases life first. The devil comes to steal life. The Bible says in, in John chapter 10, favorite scripture of mine, it says the thief only comes. He only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. 
but I am come, I'm here again, am come, that's perfect present tense. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So I'm reminding you that life is available, that if you've been going through frustrations and temptations, you can also choose life. I call heaven and earth to record against you this day that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose, and he gives us a hint, choose life. Coming so that every situation that you're facing, you can simply make a choice to end it. Amen. You can enjoy life by making a choice. And he said, you can do that when? This day. Come on, I'm just trying to make sure. I called heaven and earth to record this day. See, that was when it was written. Surely, if it was written and I read it today, I am now in this day. Did I say that correctly? Because this is the day that I'm reading it. That's why he set it up that way, so that when you read it, you can enjoy the, the guarantee of what was spoken. I'm calling heaven and earth to record against you this day that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, because I have set it before you, that's what therefore means. I told you before, anytime you see the word therefore, back up and see what it's there for. So he's saying, because I've made this statement, it's there so that you can make a choice. Therefore, choose life. Why should I choose life? Verse 20, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life, and the length of days, and that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear to thy fathers to give them. So he says, I want you to enjoy this all the days of your life, that you will know that he is your life. He is the length of your days, that you may be able to enjoy it in the land, dwell in the land. See? He said, choose life so that both you and your seed may live. And how long? All of the days of your life. Again, just so that I understand, all of the days of my life would include today, wouldn't it? Amen. So then you can affect change Today, you don't have to wait till tomorrow because he said, I called heaven and earth to record against you this day. You can hear that statement being made by faith because it says now faith is. And now is perfect present tense. Active, isn't it? Yeah. So, so then you, you, you can live by promise because he said the promise is nigh you. It's even in your mouth. That's some right now stuff, ain't it? Amen. 
This is what he's wanting us to enjoy. So in Ephesians chapter uh, uh, chapter 1, again, he says, by the will of God to the saints. So this is written to you. Sometimes we might not think we deserve it, but he said it was written for you. See, when you know whose you are. See, that changes it. Uh, it. It takes the pride out of it, too, because I can think I deserve it. That would be pride. But because he thought I deserved it, oh, ain't nothing you can do to stop that, devil. See, I'm going to agree with God that had a great love wherewith he loved me. See, I choose to, to, to walk around in that great love. See, I don't have to walk around in my great deserve. I, I'm going to walk around in my great love. For when I was yet a sinner, he loved me. He died for me. See? So then I, I'm the one that has been invited into this. So all I got to do is say, you know what, God? I recognize it. Watch. He's going to show you the recognition process. This is being prepared for the battle. Watch this. By the will of God, by the will of God to the saints. He included you. Did you just see that again? The Apostle Paul is here greeting us by the will of God to the saints. So whatever that I'm about to read is going to take me to the place where I can see and enjoy victory because this is why he wrote it. He wrote the will of God for the saints, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So that if you thought it was just for those that were at Ephesus, he says, okay, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So let's say you don't think you were faithful in Christ Jesus. Well, then if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Guess what he just did? He just made you and a person that can inherit, walk in, fulfill the promises that he's going to talk about. That's whose you are. Okay? Then he said, now, since I'm, I'm getting you to open this up, he says, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. All right? I want you to look at what he said here. He said, grace from God our Father and peace from God our Father come to you from the Lord Jesus. So did he say that the grace was going to be contingent upon your doing something? As we read this, he says, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Please hear, he is sending grace and peace from God, grace and peace from Jesus. I would think that that's way more grace than you would ever need. Because if it was just 
a God gift. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from God, right? So that means when you got it, it was good and perfect, and then he's going to give you the same gift from Jesus. Wow. So, I mean, you have a double portion. Okay, let's do it this way. You were born into a double portion. Okay? That, that even if you didn't, okay, even if you messed it up from God, the double portion is going to be affected because Jesus gave you the same thing God did. Mm-mm-mm. I'm hoping that you're seeing this, beloved. See? I mean, there is no way we're supposed to be programmed to think that we're going to lose. God's grace would be enough, but he got Jesus' grace, and he was full of grace and truth. He's got Jesus' grace that's available also. He's got God's peace, which would be enough, but then he's going to give Jesus' grace to us, and he says that 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 grace is going to bruise Satan under your head, under your heel shortly. It's so set up for us to win. This is in chapter 1, verse 2. I ain't even got to the good stuff yet. Hallelujah. I'm still in the introduction. The introduction of truth will impact your life to the place where you don't have to worry about nothing but victory. That's just the introduction of truth. This is his hello, I'm here statement. And with the hello, I'm here, I've got a double portion. Glory to God. Grace and peace. Grace be unto you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who past tense hath. Circle that for me, please. He said, who hath blessed us with, circle the word, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I mean, really, beloved, what else do you need? He has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You have a double, come on, just listen to this. Let's just walk our way through this. You have a double portion of power, grace, and peace from a double portion of God and Jesus. And if that wasn't enough, now he's blessed you with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places. My God. Does that sound like he wants you to win or what? See? Then he says, verse 4, according as he hath, again, past tense, chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So these are not blessings yet to come. These are hath Bless me with all spiritual blessings. That we should be blameless and holy, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. My predestined adoption is to victory. My predestined adoption is to uh, be able to enjoy good. Not work for good, enjoy it. I'm predestined for that. 
Again, just read what he said. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So God is not interested in me finding out about the bad pleasure. He, as I'm predestined to understand the good pleasure of his will. Okay? Just reading it with you. I didn't, you read that out of your Bible. I didn't come to your house and write that in there. That's what was already there. Why? So that we can enjoy the good. That's why it's called the gospel, the good news. See? This is not the so-so news. This is the good news. According to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glory, of his grace, wherein he hath made us, what? Accepted in the beloved. So I don't have to try to go get this acceptance. He made that available and then put me in it. Okay, again, he made us accepted in the beloved. It would be one thing if he said he made me accepted, acceptable for the beloved. He didn't say that. He said he made me acceptable in the beloved. So then all of the promises that uh, cause my ex- addicts my uh, being received by him, me being accepted by him. See, I don't, I don't have to live life thinking of rejection. Come on, y'all. I, I don't have to live life thinking that God has dissed me, left me out. He's made me accepted in the beloved. When you know whose you are. My, my my brother um was 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 a notorious person in his day in my city and um he had a reputation that uh you don't mess with anything that belongs to Melvin J Lee you just don't do it I came along years after that had already been established but it was a truth in my city and it lasted to the point where I came along after the fact, and that truth, I ran into it. There was a, uh, coming the last day of school, and um, you know how uh, some of the people are that didn't like you, they say they're going to beat you up on the last day of school because they don't have to worry about the, uh, the, the, back, the, the fallout from the school because you won't be going back to the school for three months. See? So then they would do things on the last day because they said, well, it don't matter on the last day, okay? So all week, you know, this, this guy was telling me uh, what he was going to do to me on the last day of school, walk on the way while I was walking home. And so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just walking, and I ain't dealing with that. I, I, I was not a fighter, okay? I, I, I never was one to be a fighter. I like peace. I just do. But... um so we walking, and he just still spouting out all the stuff he gonna do to me. I was about, a, I was almost exactly a block away from my house. Okay, so then he gonna have the fight gonna have to happen now, or I'll be at the house, and he ain't gonna fight me at my house. That's just stupid to go try to fight somebody at their house. So, um, you know, he 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 he, he starts. I think he knocked my books down or whatever, 
And so, you know, we're going to fight. We're going to fight now. And so I said, well, I'm, I'm going to walk around and see what we can do. You know, are you uh, in the way men fight, we boys fight, let's say it that way. They walk around in a circle, you know, seeing who's going to move first. And so while we walk around in the circle, um, somebody said, hey, ain't you, uh, ain't you Melvin Lee's brother? And I said, yeah, I'm Melvin Lee's brother. Now, when I said that, I wasn't thinking that, you know, uh, uh, my identity was going to be connected to Melvin. I was just stating the fact that I am Melvin Lee's brother. As soon as this guy heard that I'm Melvin Lee's brother, he dropped his hands, put one hand out, and said, man, I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to upset you because that's whose I am. See, I am his brother. Jesus is my elder brother. See, so then I don't have to spend time fighting to try to prove something. That is the truth that I live in. I am the son of God. See, so when you look at him telling us that, he says that we are already accepted in the beloved. See, so that as I live from that position, then the things that are are, are scheduled to be in my life, scheduled as being released to my life, can now be received in my life. Why? Because I know whose I am. In whom, verse 7, being accepted, he has made us. What nothing I did, he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace where he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. All right. Um, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure. Okay. Come on, y'all. This, this, I'm just looking. I'm trying to get down into verse 16, but he says that, that he's already made known to us the mystery of his will, according to good pleasure. Okay. So he's not trying to, to give me any revelation about the bad, is he? According to what I'm reading here. He, he made known his will, the mystery of his will, according to, connected to, following, abiding in his good will. Okay. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one, in Christ, both they which are in heaven and those even on the earth, even in him. Okay? In whom we have or <laughs> in whom we have obtained an inheritance. Past tense again, isn't it? In whom we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. Okay? Now, let me just read it so you won't think I'm making this up. That you should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom also, also, in whom also trusted after you heard. You trusted after you heard. You don't go to the word with unbelief. When you hear the word, it should cause you to trust. You trusted after you heard. You didn't doubt after you heard. You trusted after you heard. Okay, I try to paint the picture because sometimes we hear truth 
and then we say, but that can't be for me, okay? When you hear, he's now asking you to trust what you heard from the gospel, from the good news. That after you believe, in whom you trusted, after you believe, verse 13, it says that you were, <laughs> after you heard, notice, see what happens. See how how involved God is in this process. He said, after you heard the gospel of your salvation, you were then sealed. What does that mean? That you're no longer on the outside trying to get in. You were sealed as one that is redeemed on the inside. He made you. He made you for this. Okay? I mean, just again, he made you accepted in the blood. He didn't say he will make. He didn't say he's making. He says, past tense, I placed you here. Okay? And you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, until the praise of his glory. So he says, you can live in this now. Um, an inheritance is a provision that is given to people that are loved by the one that bequeathed this honor. Okay? Your inheritance comes from a person that loved you. And when they are no longer here, they want you to experience that love that they had for you because of the provisions that you now can enjoy. When we have a relative that, 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 that um, dies, then after the death, now the inheritance is active. And we have what we call the reading of the will. And then at this reading of the will, we find all of the things that we can now enjoy because of the love that the person that is willing to be with the Lord wants us to enjoy. Jesus was the one that wanted us to enjoy all of the good that God has for us. And this is the reading of the will. That's all we're doing here. We are creating, we're creating a court situation that is legal and binding as we read the will. Hear the reading of the will. These are the good intentions of the one who loved us and says, now, live in an elevated life above the struggle that you've been enjoying, enduring, and live the elevated life. Enjoy that. I had money that I want you to now have. It is going to be divided among my children. And I want this one to have this much. I want this one to have the house. I want this one to have the car. This is the reading of the will. So he says that, that now that we, we're interesting, entering into that, this is the in, earnest of the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, until the praise of his glory. Notice it's not so that we can now come there 
making him feel good about our misery. I don't know where we got that from, beloved. It's not in the scripture. He called you unto rest. He called you unto good. He did not call you unto mystery. Unto the praise of his glory. Come on. Just read it as it is. I know religiously people have told us other things, but he wants us to do live in a life that would cause praise be, to be given to him of glory, not of suffering. Yeah, I know. That's what we heard. That's not what was read. We, what we're doing right now, again, we're doing the time of reading of the will. We can leave that. We can leave the courtroom where the or the lawyer's office now, where the reading of the will is done, and now we can enjoy what we just heard. It was effective immediately upon the death of the person that was bequeathing these benefits upon us, but we had to, we didn't know about them, so we came to the office so that we can hear what the loved one gave us. See. And when we hear, there should be a, a change in our lives. We no longer have to fight for this, that, or the other. He is now dividing good to us. This one's going to get the car. This one's going to get the house. This one's going to get the money. This one's going to get the business. He is now dividing unto us our inheritance. And he says in verse 15, because of this, wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord and love unto all the saints, I don't cease to give thanks and make mention of you in my prayers. And this is what I don't cease to do. I'm always doing this. Paul is doing this all of the time. He's joined with Jesus, who is ever uh, uh, living to make intercession for us. This is being done every day. Every hour of every day, he's reviewing the will and testament so that we can enjoy the thing that he wanted us to enjoy. I do not cease to give thanks and make mention of you in my prayers. And here is that prayer that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So he's wanting you to have knowledge of him, whose you are. Okay? That's what he's going to talk about from now on. Whose you are. That the, he said that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, not the knowledge of suffering. Not the knowledge of pain. Not the knowledge of waiting. Okay? So, I mean, religiously, we've heard these kind of things. So he wants you to know him as a God that is a giver. Amen. Then he says, he, I pray that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you will be able to see stuff from a different perspective and then not just see it one day while we read the will. He said, being enlightened. 
perpetual revelation. Okay? Because I want you to enjoy the good life from now on. So then whenever a, a circumstance, situation comes against you, I want you to remember, have your eyes enlightened about the good that was there prior to the attack. I call heaven and earth to record against you this day that I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you may live and your seed after you, that you may love the Lord your God with all your heart, that you'll be able to then love people because you're not trying to find a way to get your need met, that you're living in my love, and when you live in my love, you recognize that your need is already met. Now you can meet the needs of others because of receiving my great love wherewith I have loved you. that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you will know, become intimate, not just guess, that you may know something. What does he want us to know? What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What is the riches of his glory? Okay. Again, y'all, I'm just trying to get us to hear. He's not trying to get us to know the, the, the bad stuff that we are enduring. He wants us to know the riches of his glory that causes us to win in the face of what I'm going through. God just loves that. He loves to feed you in the presence of your enemies. Is that what he said in Psalm 23? That he would make a prepare a table before you in the very presence of your enemies, that they'll look and wonder, how is it that you are enjoying things and suffering is all around you? Because I understand the goodness of the glory of my God. I know whose I am. That I'll know what the riches of the glory. Not the, the limits of of what I thought glory is supposed to be, I'm supposed to understand the riches of the glory. The riches, again, sounds like to me that that's abundantly more than enough. See? That I don't have to even be concerned about my needs anymore. my, My cup is so full that I'm living off the saucer. I'm getting the overflow from the cup. I ain't even dipped. I have not even dipped into the cup yet. I'm living on the overflow because my salsa is running over. The thing that was containing the cup, I'm living off of that overflow. I ain't even dipped into my cup yet because my cup is running over. Come on, y'all. Look at that. Put the imagery in, in, to activate the imagery in your mind. See? My cup is running over. I haven't even dipped, I haven't even tipped the cup over to sip from the cup yet. I'm living off of the overflow because my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. My thinking is different. We've got a series that we're dealing with in my church that to think like God thinks. 
God is not thinking about lack. When it concerns you, he's not thinking about lack. He wants to cause your cup to overflow. That's the same. I'm in, I'm in Psalm 23. He set a table, prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy, and then made my cup overflow. Goodness gracious. I mean, I hope y'all can see this. Please know, he made a table. That tells me he wants me to sit down. He wants me to be at rest. I'm sitting at table, and the abundance is so much that my cup is overflowing. So then when I have a cup that's overflowing on the table, that means that everything on the table is now going to be impacted by my overflow, isn't it? Glory to God. This is how God thinks and what he thinks for you. But the eyes of your understanding have to be enlightened so that you'll know that you are living from riches, not barely get along. You're living from riches. Of the Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That you might know whoo, whoo, that you, the hope of his calling, you might know the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So as I'm sitting at this table, hearing the benefits of my inheritance, they are so massive for the entire family that the overflow is impacting us. He's removed all fighting at the table. You know, sometimes people will be mad because you got what they thought was the good stuff. But when you uh, understand, come to know what is the riches of this inheritance that he's given to you, then you say, wow, it's more than I could ever need or want. And everybody else is getting the same exactly more than I could ever need or want. Goodness gracious alike. This is the education that, that, that we're going to have to, to grow to. See, this is being prepared for the battle. I start out going to fight with more than enough. I'm not going to the fight uh, trying to say, oh, I don't know if I will make it. I started out the fight with more than enough. My cup is overflowing. This is what the inheritance of the saints, this is what we should know. This is like calling, he said. He expects me to live right here. This is my calling. It, it don't, it's going to keep getting better. Let's listen at this reading of the will. God, that you will know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. My God. So I've got, a, I've got an overflow in my supply and in the power it's exceeding great. It would be all right if I had great power to fight the devil. I don't have great power to fight the devil. I have exceeding great power. My God, my God. I've been made more than a conqueror. See? So then, if have a reference of mine that says, well, what if that doesn't work? Well, this Inheritance reading should tell me that can't happen. 
because I'm reading he's already caused my cup to overflow that affects everything on my table, and then he's giving me exceeding great power on top of that. My God, my God. I, I way past done preached myself happy. <laughs> way past it. It says that we would, and that we would know. This is again. This is that we should know what is the hope of His calling. That we should know what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance as saints. That we should know what is the exceeding greatness of the power towards us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ Jesus when He raised Him from the dead. So then, my reference point for my life should be that God is causing all of my need to be met according to the same power that was released when he raised Jesus from the dead. How impossible is it for one to be raised from the dead? Everything that is needed is not working. Everything that is there is not perceived because you're dead. But the power of God reaches you even when you don't know what to do with it. Glory, I hope you see this. I hope you see this. The great power that he is expecting us to walk in was a great power that was the same, which, come on, just so you can see it, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead. Okay, so that, so that we can see. This is way past the time that Jesus was actively praying, isn't it? Because he was dead. Amen. The power of the word, the power of the yes that God has given to you works even in dead situations. Because he said, according to the power, the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead. There was no solicitation from Jesus at this time. Father, please deliver me. No, Jesus had already come to the place where he said, not my will, but your will be done. I'm resigned to this fact because your promise that I had before I was in this situation, I received the promise that says that you will cause me to be raised from the dead. You cannot kill me, guys, because I have a promise that he's going to raise me from the dead. This promise have I received of the Father. He went back and rehearsed that over and over and over again. And they were saying, well, we're going to kill you. You can't kill me. You don't have that kind of power. But when I'm dead, please know that the power that's already in me is going to cause his word to be active. This promise have I received of the Father. I, this, the way he said it, I lay down my life and I pick it back up again. This promise have I received of the Father. Y'all ain't going to do nothing. Because even as I am no longer strong, the power of that which is in me, the word that's been given to me, I have the power from that word to pick my life back up again. 
My God, my God. See, when you know whose you are, then I'm not worried about what man can do to me. Because God has made a promise. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Does never include death? Yes, it does. See? So then since you'll never leave me or never forsake me, that also helps me to say, you will never fail me. Glory to God. This little light stuff that I'm going through, light affliction, as the Bible calls it. See? Which he wrought in Christ Jesus, verse 20, when he raised him from the dead, and then he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which world which in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Don't stop there. It was not written in chapter and verse. We study it in chapter and verse. So then, watch this. And you. So he's speaking to me. He wants me to utilize that power, the same power that he, he showed us when he raised Jesus from the dead. He said, and you. So he's tired. he tells me he wants to do something with that power. Have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Wherein in times past he walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, he says, in times past, you walk that way. You no longer have to walk that way because of this word that I am now bringing to you again, which has power to raise you, to cause victory for you. When you were dead, in, he quickened you, which means made you alive. Okay? Where in the times past, you walked according to the course of this world according to the power of the prince of the year. So that means that I now have a, a different option because end times past was what I used to do. So that means I must have another option. Is that correct? Amen. He says, and, and this is the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. So then if he set before you heaven and earth, he called heaven and earth to record against you that he set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, then you don't have to live under the curse or the death. You can choose life. See, see how he's saying the same thing over in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. The, the, the New Testament is the fulfillment of what he said in the Old Testament. Now we get to, to, to live it out the same way as he did. Because this is the same powered promise that says, no, 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 no. I lay my life down, and I can pick it back up again. This promise have I received from my father. But this, this, this is what works. And the, the, the reason why we begin to uh, uh, doubt and, 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 and wane is because we pay more attention to the power that works in the children of unbelief the prince of the power of the air. Let's do this. The prince of the power of the air. Jesus said that the devil is a liar from the beginning. So all of his words are released into the air. And the prince of the power of the air is the one trying to get you to believe the lie instead of believing the truth. 
hearing the truth. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you shall be able to speak, have a different conversation, ask what you will, and it shall be given you. If you abide in his word, then he says, then you'll be my disciples. And when you are my disciples, disciplined by what I said, then you'll be able to do things at a greater level. You'll know the truth, become intimate with the truth, and the truth that you are intimate with will cause liberty, freedom, victory. Verse 3, among whom we all had our conversation in time past, the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and were uh, by and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as also others. But God, who is rich in mercy, wherewith his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved, and, verse 6, hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, let's remember what is in those heavenly places. Go back up to verse 20 in uh, chapter 1. See, we're going to see it, hear it, and understand it. We're going to know whose we are. It says, which this is the mighty power which he wrought in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead, and he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. What's there? Far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also that which is to come, and that put all things under his feet. Okay? Now let's go back and say in verse 6 of chapter 2, and he's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And what does that mean? Above principalities, power, dominion, might, and every name that is named. You've been made to sit there. And that phrase, made to sit there, is, is has two connotations. That means, first, that you were ordained to sit there. That's your calling, made to sit there. Secondarily is that you were transformed so that you can sit there. See? That you don't have to think of yourself as one that does not have power because you were tr made transformed so that you can sit there. See, that's knowing whose you are. See, so then when you pray the prayer that he told us to pray, you will begin to pray it from power and not from pathetic. See, because sometimes we pray the, 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 the prayer of God that he told us to pray feeling pathetic. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I sure will be glad when your kingdom comes. I sure will be glad when your will can be done in the earth. No, no, no. He told us to pray from power. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom has just been released because whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth is loose in heaven. What am I saying? That I'm praying now from the position that he made me sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principalities, power, might, and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also that which is to come. And he's put all things under my feet. My Father, who art in heaven, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you invited me there. I'm glad that I can acknowledge you as Lord and King, as sovereign over my life. 
So then because I'm now confessing that, then I am now releasing your will in the earth. I'm not begging for your will. Your will be done. And it's an interesting one. He said in earth. He didn't say on earth. And in earth is different than on earth because you were made from the dust of the earth. That means that you are the same particulate matters of that which is in the earth. And if his will is going to be done in earth, that means it's going to have to be done in you. Yeah. See? So then when you understand whose you are, then you start making declarations. I will declare and decree a thing, and it shall be established unto me. I call those things that be not as though they were, and then they will be established. Why? Because I know that he's raised me up and made me sit together in heavenly places far above. Not just above. Just above would have been good, but he said far above. All principalities, all power, all might, all dominion, and every name that is named. See, so then because I'm prepared for the battle, victory is now easy, isn't it? See, but when I'm thinking that I'm fighting the devil so that I can win, then I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm living beneath my privilege because he's made me to sit in heavenly places far above. See, the devil always tries to talk you down convince you that you're less. But Jesus is the one that said, greater works than this shall you do because I go to the Father and prepare a place, a seat, a, a, a throne, a place of authority that when you say something, it has power. Verse 5 again, chapter 2. And he, you, when you were dead in your sins, he then quickened or made you alive together by with Christ, by grace are you saved. And then he did what? Raised you up and made you sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in the, his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come. That sounds like my today right there, doesn't it? Amen. So then I don't have to be uh, just waiting and, and hoping and wishing. No, no, he said this is supposed to happen in the ages to come. Century 1, century 2, century 12, century 22, century 23, in the ages to come. He wants to show the exceeding riches, that, th those riches that you now are knowing about that you should know what is the hope of his calling, and you would know what are the riches of the glory, and you would know the inheritance of his saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, <clears throat> not of works, lest any man should boast, because you are his workmanship. 
created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. That's why I ask again, your way or God's way? Are you going to remain in a position of trying to fight for that which you've already inherited? Or are you going to awake to the righteousness that he has put you in? Because he's made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He's made you to sit together with him in heavenly places so that you can rule and reign in the ages to come. Not in the last age, in the ages to come. He wants to release through your life victory. Testimony that speaks of how great our God is. Testimony that invites brothers and sisters into the same inheritance because he made us sit together. We don't get it just because I'm great by myself. I get it because I understand this is what the body of Christ should be doing. This is what's going to cause him to come back. He's going to stand up when he sees a body that's operating in the fullness of his grace. In every situation. In every circumstance. Because there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just bless you and thank you again for your word that you sent to encourage us. Thank you for the ability to read your will the goodness of your will so that we can then function in it, so that we can then enjoy the good that we were created for. For you said that you want us to enjoy good at your hand, that you want us to enjoy your loving kindness, your tender mercies. So, Father, we repent of not appropriating the word the promise in any situation. But we now fully expect that your glory will be revealed because the light has now risen upon us as we function as children of the Most High. We commit it to you now is done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, amen. Again, we are glad that, that you're here on the call. And so if, as the message has been a blessing to you, that um, you, you would allow God to, to speak to your heart so that you can uh, release a, a, a seed here to livedeliverance.com. You can just go to the website and find the donate tab, and then you should pray and ask God what seed does he want you to give 
thelabdeliverance.com because the, the way that we stay on the air is through the free will offerings and, and, and tithes of, of, of those of you who hear the word each and every time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you go to livedeliverance.com, there is going to be an encouraging word to, 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 to build you up. We, we, we are here to, to reveal to you the plan of God, the, the, the order of God, the, the truth of God, so that we can then impact change uh, according to his word. So just go and, 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 and see what God would have you to do to sow a seed here at livedeliverance.com. And then you can tell your friends how they can listen and participate in the broadcast also, because this is not just uh, 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 Pastor Steve stuff. This is the word of the Lord that's sent to his body so that we can then fulfill the great commission, which is to go teach, make, and baptize. We need to go into all the world. And this broadcast is how we are doing our part to infuse you with power so that you can do your part, so that you can invite people into the body of Christ as you go and make disciples of all men. So until the next time that we get together, I would like to again bless you and say may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, love y'all. Be blessed.